Chapter Fourteen of Hartman the Anarchist by E. Douglas Fawcett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A Nocturnal Ride. Of the details of this ride, I need hardly speak. Anxious to avoid the rioters, I steered my course by as northerly a curve as was practicable. The street lamps were, of course, unlighted, but the glow of innumerable fires reflected from every window and beaten downwards by the crimson clouds overhead was now turning night into day as i galloped through the streets of marylebone i caught a glimpse of the attila wheeling far away over what seemed to be kensington but of the few awkward incidents i can scarcely now remember one my chief enemy indeed was a poignant anxiety about lena it must have been ten o'clock by the time i galloped into islington tired hungry and unkempt but devoured by emotions which sternly forbade a halt five minutes brought me to the villa and throwing the reins over the railing i pushed the gate aside and entered the door of the house was open and the sound of voices came from within revolver in hand i entered but a glance dispelled my apprehensions the little room so familiar to me was full of terrified women with here and there a sturdy workman among them at my entrance there was something like a panic but i speedily reassured the company where are miss northerton and the old lady was my first question after soothing the tumult a sister of charity came forward upstairs do you bring any message mrs hartman i must tell you is dying but miss is safe and in attendance upon her a wave of delight rolled through me how selfish we all are the news about mrs hartman weighed as nothing with me for the minute can i send a message to the young lady is it important very then i will take it myself i scribbled a few words on a scrap of paper and handed it to the sister who immediately left the room i had not long to wait before she returned saying that the lady would see me upstairs i was shown to the sick-room where lena was sitting by the bedside she greeted me with a regard chastened by the gravity of the occasion after a moment's delay i stepped up to the bed and looked at the patient she had been unconscious so they told me for some time and was now dying rapidly a few hurried whispered words told the story Mrs. Hartman had gone to Westminster with Lena on the fatal morning of the previous day to witness the great labour demonstration, and the old lady had been brutally trampled in Parliament Street by the mob. Indeed, but for a company of volunteers who succeeded in momentarily beating back the rush, both ladies would have perished, said the sister. Mrs. Hartman thus barely snatched from death had felt well enough to struggle back to Islington with Lena, having, after an hour of weary waiting, and at great expense procured a cart and driver. Everything seemed on the high road to chaos, and the return was only accomplished after great risks had been run from the mob. Things looked better, however, when they managed to get out of the more central districts, and ultimately they reached the villa in safety considerably surprised at the relatively quiet state of the neighbourhood soon after entering the house however mrs hartman was attacked by violent pains and nausea 
and on the advent of a friendly doctor it was found that she had sustained the most grave internal injuries hemorrhage set in later and she rapidly became worse before becoming unconscious she had dictated a letter for her son nobody knew that he was alive added my informant and had desired lena to hand it to me for transmission very pathetic in character it narrated the facts here recorded and ended with a last appeal to him from a dying mother to better his dark and misguided life poor lady she little knew who her son really was and how he had himself unwittingly hurried her to the grave mrs hartman passed away about an hour later lena and i reverently kissed the aged and venerable forehead and paid the last tributes to our friend then leaving the death chamber i took lena into a morning room and acquainted her with my extraordinary experiences since we had parted she listened with the keenest interest and was appalled to think that hartsman the anarchist assailant of london could be the son of the poor harmless lady whose body lay so still in the adjoining chamber sometimes indeed she seemed quite unable to follow me and bent searching glances on me as if to make sure that i was not after all romancing no doubt my tale sounded fantastic but conceive the man who could romance on so peculiarly solemn an occasion but did you not see the aeronef yourself i asked no we were hopelessly jammed up in the crowd near whitehall the wildest rumours were afloat fires were breaking out everywhere cannon booming and the mob breaking into shops and stores it was impossible to see far owing to the smoke a bright trail of light flashed down the heavens to the southwest look lena look there is the attila itself now will you believe me the deluge of fire had not yet ceased to fall we stood riveted with horror to the window do you see the searchlights glowing on her bow the blazing petroleum splashing down from her sides on to the housetops ah there will be a pretty story to tell of this in the morning lena could only gasp in answer the attila with her one electric eye stood out sharply against the crimson-hued clouds with trails of fire lengthening out behind her and as the burning liquid fell one could see the flames from the gutted houses leap upwards as if to greet it whole acres of buildings were ablaze and one dared not think what that deluge must mean for the desperate mobs below and no human art could avail here in this extraordinary vessel the vices and powers of man had been brought to a common focus the attila seemed mad with the irresponsibility of strength and yet to the captain of that fell craft now suspended in mid-air over the doomed city i had somehow to transmit the letter of his dead mother the thought struck us both at once what about that letter said lena as we watched the destructive gyrations of the air and f i took it from her hand reverentially i shall do my best to deliver it one of the crew i remembered schwartz's remark is likely to descend shortly possibly i may meet him if not i must wait for my chance believe me lena this letter if i can ever deliver it 
will prove the most terrible retribution possible. And now we must be off. Your parents are seriously alarmed, and for their sakes you must ride back with me without delay. It was late in the morning when I snatched a broken rest at the Northerton's, but in seeking my sofa, it was far too terrible a time to think of bed. I had at least the consolation that Lena was restored safe and sound to her father and mother, and last, and perhaps not least, to myself. It seemed, too, that we could detect some lull in the fury of the conflagration, though to what this was due we were unable, of course, to ascertain. Lull, however, or no lull, caution was still indispensable, and old Northerton and the butler, armed to the teeth, kept a dreary vigil till the morning broke in sullenness. End of chapter 14